Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By. I'm Chris, but I seem to be all alone. Let me get a nap. Maybe someone will meet me there. <laughs> well, I found a kitty. Is there anyone else here in the dreamscape? I, I don't have a joke. Shit. I can't think. I can't find the joke. But here I am. I thought I was regenerating. Uh, this is Ames. More like a hellscape nightmare. This is Caitlin. I'm the Borg, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> We're so good at these themed openings. We should do them all need, the time. I think we need to coordinate them before we start. No, no, no. Nope, I think it's better if we all just jump right in it's and a, it's a, all look stupid. Just, I'd just, just like perfect. to point out that once upon a time, Caitlin and I were on a podcast together, and she always scolded me for trying to do an opening bit. Oh, yeah. I mean, here's the thing that that's, you know, we, I, I took that. I took that podcast a little more seriously. <laughs> Also, there's, you, there's no controlling Jake, so. What, you're, Jake uh, isn't the one that did this. No, I know, but you I also, if we tried, like. You oh, know. yeah, yeah. No, it would it would go horribly. And, I, and I'm sure the first ever opening bit was a Jake affair. So. Oh, but who the fuck are you, by the way, who jumped in? I, I was going to I was going to be the I was going to jump in as the one infiltrating the Unimatrix. But I guess I'm just Liz. And. Oh, and oh, I can't grab her to make her meow, but Balam is here, a little nine-month-old terror. She's yeah, so she'll cute. probably be joining us. She won't, because she'll be in her maturation chamber. Bad. She is very young. She's she is still a baby. <laughs> she is still, she's very tiny. She weighed in at two kilos two weeks ago. What, what's that what is, in American? What is that in American? Uh, <laughs> about uh, 0.005 football fields. She's uh, four, and a, four and a half pounds. Oh, okay. Oh, she's yeah, an itty bitty. She's so yeah, tiny. that's half the size of uh, the black and the white cats. Mm. Ha- she's like a third the size of my previous cat. Well, Cicero was 14 pounds when he was 11 months old and sick from the shelter. I mean, he was just like, he was just a long, tall boy to begin with. Oh, him long. Yeah, he boy. was a giant. Yeah, he, he just, his skeletal structure was just enormous, so. Yeah, so I just, I'm I'm still... Dealing with the fact that she's just so tiny. Mm, he'll adapt. And she'll grow, like too. Like the Borg. <laughs> ah, there well, we go. The thing is, she's probably already pretty close to full grown. Damn it, I had a segue going. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're all she's distracted by cat. <laughs> bear, bear. Anyway, this is A Star to Steer Her By episode 305. Woohoo! And sweet gibbering fuck, we are finishing season six and starting season seven of Voyager. (gasps) One season left. Something that once seemed so far away. Right? Uh, Didn't think it would ever happen. Yeah, it's really quite bizarre. It was supposed to take 70 years to get home. But yeah, how do we how do we wrap up? How do we deal with our final season finale premiere? Well, we deal with it via Unimatrix Zero. In mm. Unimatrix Zero, Tom gets promoted, and Aww. Harry is kept from burning the entire bridge down by a by a uh uh what's the fucking word? Fire extinguisher. Beep 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 beepity beep. Oh, SOS. Yeah, yeah, the, the SOS, a mayday. Distress, uh, distress call. call. There we go. Got it in 12. 
And they wow. go to look, and it was a colony that got fucked by the Borg. Meanwhile, Seven has what she believes is her first dream, where she's in a field with people and one of them knows her. And she's like, what the hell's going on? And the doctor is all, oh, wow, you dreamt. And she's like, dreaming sucks. Make it stop. And he goes, that's not, that's not how this works. But it turns out it's not a dream. It's Unimatrix Zero, a place where some Borg drones wind up when they go into their regeneration cycle, where they remember who they are and they get to just kind of chill in this Matrix lounge, but without long leather coats and guns. But lots of batliths. So many, so many. And they remind us, oh yeah, no, you, you used to come here all the time because you also have the random mutation that lets you do this, and in the meanwhile, the queen is trying, uh, the Borg queen is trying to figure out where this is coming from, because, you know, it's a threat to the perfection of the Borg, and the Borg and you make sure where, where she's getting closer, she's looking into it, uh, can you help, we've developed this virus that would, like, do things, but the problem is we don't remember anything when we snap out of it, so we need a counterpart in the real world, and she gets Voyager people to agree, and there's this whole to-do where Janeway, Tuvok, and Torres all purposely get assimilated, but have, like, Noral hoodly what's its installed so that they're not Barely. fully assimilated at first. So they can install the virus, but of course things go slightly awry. Tuvok gets, you know, fully absorbed, and Janeway gets captured, and... Torres well, seemed fine. <laughs> Huh? Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was great. She was. She was because the writers <laughs> forgot she was there. She was yep, fine as um, usual. Yeah, poor bastard. So the queen like just starts blowing up whole ass cubes that she identifies even single affected Borg on to try to make Janeway feel bad. Jokes on you, lady. Janeway loves blowing up ships. Seriously, especially you Borg actually, ships. That's the thing. <laughs> queen doesn't realize she prefers, she prefers to blow up the ship she's on. But well, that's the thing. Know. She doesn't realize the queen actually is slightly tapping into Janeway, and that's what's making her do this. Janeway is yeah. overwhelming the collective with her need to self-destruct. Um, I accept this. And this is why a woman can't be president. Wow! <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, the hell was I saying? Janeway um, 2024. <laughs> <laughs> Nuke it from orbit. <laughs> I mean, frankly, better than any of the other options we're going to get, probably. Yeah, Mulgrew Weaver, 2024. Hey! Nuka from Orbit, I love it. Yeah. And then, yeah, the Queen is all like, tell them to stop their little rebellion, I'll let them come back instead of killing them. I mean, they'll be drones, but they'll be alive, and I'll stop blowing ships up, and they won't have their little clubhouse. And Janeway's like, fine, fine, and she does a message where she's like, Unimatrix Zero needs to not exist. Giant wink. Oh, did I say <laughs> giant wink out loud? And then double flips off the Queen. They... <laughs> Shut off Unimatrix Zero, which is kind of a bummer, but those drones that were singular remain singular and might start a little resistance that, let's be honest, probably nothing's going to come out of. Um, oh, and there was an unnecessary B-plot where it turns out Seven used to have a boyfriend and it was boring. Oh, he was cute. The, re the relationship <laughs> or the B-plot, which Both? was boring. Okay. But I didn't need a, a, a romance subplot. It was forced. Shallow and pedantic. Yes. No, it sounds like in that case you pr you would have preferred the original idea. Yeah, I, wasn't I don't know about this, that. I was well, I wasn't expecting this to come up so so early in our discussion, but I'll I'll lay it on you right now. So originally, instead of Axum, our kissy face lover man, uh, it would have been bump bump bum 
Magnus Hansen. Somehow not dead, question marks. He definitely blew up. And he would have been the one who architected this whole, like, cyber underground thing for the Borg. So it would have been him that, that created Unimatrix Zero in Wait, the first place. That's her, that's her dad, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Thanks. I mean, so, at least that would have... I keep forgetting uh, he was Ugg. You know, at least that would have... Uh, I don't know, maybe in some way uh, redeemed his character. Yeah, yeah. Like, because that's the thing, like, technically speaking, we, they had just enough fudging room in that episode that they could have been like, no, he wasn't on that sphere. He'd already left. It also, I mean, it would have been a little convenient if her old man was part of all this. But then again, it's already fucking convenient that Seven is the second most important Borg since Locutus. So Mm. first important. (laughs) Hmm. Seventh important. Ah, uh, um, gross. Yeah, I, I, I guess, I didn't yeah. mind him. I didn't mind Axum, and I also, I kept thinking to myself, like, are they going to bring him back in Prodigy? <laughs> no. I mean, Ooh. I, I had nothing against him as a character, I guess. I just, I didn't, I just, why? Why was this romance subplot necessary? Why couldn't they have why just Because she's a friends? woman. Listen, yeah. somebody's got to, somebody's got to be sticking it to seven. Fucking yeah, she's hell. not allowed to be an attractive woman who is alone. Yeah, you know, it, it didn't really like bother me, but I wouldn't say it bothered it me. Seemed but it unnecessary. Just, yeah, it felt unnecessary. It's like surely that airtime could have been spent on something better. What yeah. did bother me was the <gasps> the prolonged shot of the doctor feeling sad. Oh yeah, that sucked. Which part that, was this? When the doctor's talking to Seven about boyfriend uh oh and he was sad it's not him he looks all we closed the book on that chapter like fuck off yeah we don't need that not at all like even if axel just been they get had just been actual just just friends legit like fine it's just it's a lot to retcon onto onto her history yeah Mm mm-hmm but she doesn't yeah. remember any of it at first, so it's fine. Sure, yeah. I mean, like, if it, it, that alone, like, I was like, okay, that's that's interesting, because that, that, you know, there's the, that means there was this whole section of her life that she was living already in a rebellious state mm. um, that she just doesn't remember. Cool. And, oh, by the way, and of course, and she was in the long-term relationships. Oh, of course she was. Okay. Mm. Does it, did that, does that give any, add any dimension to her character? Not no. really. No. No, her um, uh, her moments where she was kind of trying to be more chill did like mm. that was that was interesting. She did start to play the character differently when she was in the in the Unimatrix. Yeah, they they yeah. kind of started that, which I thought was interesting. But then once they introduced the the romance, I like I don't know if this was like a conscious decision to have her kind of revert to her more normal Borgy self. I think so because she was trying to shut everything out because she was yeah she was pulling away from him for sure i didn't care for it yeah Yeah, i liked i liked the idea and like one of the big complaints i've had about seven of nine in star trek picard is is that i i don't feel that she's very seven of ninety um i feel it doesn't feel like an evolution of the seven of nine character just feels like a different character in in picard but I it's like the f- character, so yeah, I, don't I don't mind. mind. I don't mind the char- I don't mind that that the character is what it is. I just it's. I wish it had. Sh- there had been more of a, a connection to the to how See, she is in. Well, in I this sort show. of feel that way about every character in Picard, though. To be honest, like well, I feel like it's just that they don't know how to write any of them. I will, or say maybe I, they do and they don't know how to act them anymore. I, I don't know which it is, but it it definitely feels. I I will say actually though it was funny you say that Jake because I remember thinking like in the f- few scenes where she 
isn't sevening so much. I was like, I guess I can kind of see how this woman turns into the woman we meet in Picard. Yeah, and, and that was the thought that I was, uh, yeah, that's where I was going. Oh, uh, sorry. The thought <laughs> was that, yes. Uh, oh, okay, I get you, I get you. Did it's not like, mean okay. to jump on no, your no, idea. No, 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 that's also fine. Also sorry. No, I didn't, I wasn't getting where he was going with that either, so we've spelled it out. <laughs> Jake, oh God! I derailed it. Oh no! I didn't. I, no, no. That was that was, was the point. Terrifying silence. <laughs> Shit! I didn't realize that's where it was going. I stole your thing. That, no, it's okay. It's okay, <laughs> man. Don't worry about it. Hey, Jake. Toss salad and scrambled eggs. Am I right? <laughs> there we go. Back on track. Neat. Uh, okay, so here's here's what I want to start bringing up about this episode. Because yeah. every every episode. Let me rephrase this. One of the largest complaints I know Voyager gets is that they overuse the fuck out of the Borg. Mm. Every single episode that has a Borg-centric theme going on, I'm like, okay, is this the one where I'm going to feel like this has been too much Borg? And I still haven't gotten there because every episode Mm. that has a Borg theme, we're learning something new. We're doing something different with them. Yeah, I'd say by and large, like, because, yeah, I I similarly went in with, again, a poor memory. And we're really, really at the point where I went from most of season six was kind of where I started to fall off. And then season seven, I was basically gone. Oh, interesting. I'd been waiting, like, oh, where's all this Borg shit they were talking about? And I think people were just, unsurprisingly, over-exaggerating. Because, yeah, I'd agree. I don't think really it's felt terribly over-egged yet. I don't, I don't know, I mean, I don't know what the specific complaints are that people have, but I, one complaint that I have heard about uh, the Borg's use in Voyager is that it takes the Borg, who in, in TNG are kind of portrayed as almost a force of nature, you know, they can't be reasoned with. They can't be, you know, whatever they say about the Terminator. Uh, that ass. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, they take this thing that's kind of kind of like a force of nature, like a literal swarm of things that is going mm. to destroy you and is very, very scary. And then in Voyager, they're they're less scary in a lot of ways. They're just kind of another adversary. They can be dealt with and you can make deals with them and you can make friends with them and things like that well i think you know that really you can't blame entirely on voyager because i think they started that in first contact the minute they introduced the borg queen i was gonna go back into i borg with hugh well so that's an interesting thing and, and something that i was thinking about during this episode you know so so hugh obviously had a malfunction yeah and disconnected from the collective and then He's in a lot of ways he's like these these drones in Unimatrix Zero that he has this sense of individuality and it's interesting that in Hugh's case you know he was able to kind of liberate the other Borgs on his ship mm. oh in descent uh, well and then they promptly go and join a cult yeah which makes me concerned about about the Borgs from Unimatrix them kids, Zero them kids ain't right. <laughs> One of the new shows is going to retcon it that Hugh was a denizen of Unimatrix Zero and maybe, in fact, was the cause of it. I wouldn't be surprised if they retcon. I mean, I don't think I honestly don't think Unimatrix Zero is going to come up again in Star Trek. Probably not. But if it did, did, I think I think a closer possibility. I mean, yes, Hugh. Well, Hugh's ship was broken. That's kind of why he broke. But yeah, but that seven of nine, she had a Hugh moment. When they crashed yeah, with that trio with, the, with her friends that they could all listen mm. to each other. And then she narked on them. <laughs> uh, I don't know if the timeline works out for that, though. True. But it is interesting that. Yeah. Those are two incidents that happened to Seven of Nine, both 
the brief liberation there in which she went back and then also simultaneously maybe was part of this Unimatrix Zero. Yeah. Just sounds like there's a flaw in their uh, operating system. I say, the Borg are buggy. Yeah. Well, they said this is what every, what, million Borg drones might have this recessive gene that allows them to go to Unimatrix Zero. That's a lot of Borgs, though, when you think about it. Yeah, and it but seems But it's a very like small can... percent. Yeah. It seems, though, you can somehow spread it willingly if you want, because Korok takes over his whole sphere. I'm assuming he just murdered all 64,000 other Borgs in hand-to-hand combat. Typical <laughs> Korok. Or actually, no, he was on a sphere, Classic so he, he only had 11,000 people. 11,000 to contend with, yeah. No, I'd, I'd buy it. Crazy bugger. I, I I imagined, you know, when he's in the dreamscape talking about you know, being a warrior on the battlefield and the bedchamber, somewhere in the Alpha Quadrant, his his widow just goes like, no. And she doesn't know why she did that. But she did. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I again, I think, because that was definitely one thing I thought, was I generally liked the, the main concept, but I was like, the Borg Queen is only around in her suit so much for the audience. I have a new theory about Borg Queen that I think, because I know you're like, oh, the Borg Queen kind of lessens the whole that they're like, you know, one one hive mind thing. Why do we need one person being the voice of the of the of the whole hive mind thinger? And I don't know where I came up with this, but but it makes more sense if you think of Borg Queen as their IT person. <laughs> she is she is dealing with a bug. Like, we only ever really see her, because she, she doesn't seem to always exist. Like, they seem to create right. her out of spare parts and shit. Because uh, mm. we see her get created in First Contact. We see her get created in the Dark Frontier, I want to say. And, I, and she just kind of, like, appears right. out of nowhere in this one as well. Because yeah. there's something going wrong that she has to fix, because you need someone with a singular perspective fixing the problem. Yeah, no, and that's, yeah. I, I don't mean, like, even with her being in the episode, I just feel like, except for scenes where she was talking to Janeway directly, it just would have made more sense in-universe for her to be a disembodied voice. But again, they, that does not make for good television. Yeah, you got the board yeah, queen outfit have, and makeup, you gotta show it. Yeah, but like in, you know, reality, quote-unquote, she would not bother standing around in her her shell when it's just her and the drones mm. except maybe that one she's trying to intimidate at the beginning oh yeah that was good that. yeah yeah disassemble him oh and he <laughs> and he didn't know what was going on you find out you know because at that point it's the cold open we don't really know what the deal is so it's like oh he really didn't know what the fuck she was talking about whoopsie <laughs> But yes, I do enjoy the idea of the IT queen. Yeah, she tries turning it off and on again. That's what she did with that guy. <laughs> and then she just turns it off when she starts self-destructing cubes. Mm-hmm. So I'll just buy a new one. Fuck it. We'll yeah, we have more. so many. Mm. I mean, I guess that's that's. I mean, that's that's very much in the model of you know previous Borg behavior of just like this is yeah. it's the same with the kids where they're you know on on their cube. The, the the Borglings were somewhat conspicuous for their absence in this one. The dronelings. True. Yeah. Yeah, I thought That's so, too. That's a good too. point. Like, I don't know how you could have, like, I don't know how they would have been integrated into the story, but just the fact that they were completely not there, it's just like, it just, you know, it seems, that's the only problem now, is if you have a Borg story and they don't show up, you're like, where are the you kids? know, everyone's going, where are the kids? Don't someone In think of voice. Maybe it was, maybe it was 10 o'clock. Yeah, oh, they, they don't know where the kids are. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> We got listen. We got a quota of millennial jokes to make. I'm pretty sure, right? So yeah, we do. Oh, uh, speaking of of not around much, 
Anyone else slightly, like, amused, perplexed? What was your reaction to Officer Neelix in Episode 2? I'm trying to Wait. even remember what happened. Uh, yeah, I don't remember this either. I do not remember. Yeah, apparently, uh, <laughs> no impression whatsoever, because I have no yeah, clue what it, you're talking about. In, this, in the second half, when shit's going crazy, they've got Neelix at that little baby station they have on the oh. railing behind Chakotay and Janeway. They're little, like, the mini version of Worf's. From oh, the Enterprise was he, that they almost I did not know do he was doing was he shit, doing he was shit like, or writing recipes. No, he at one <laughs> point he was like something's on scanners. He was handling communications like he was doing things like out of nowhere. And then he was gone again. <laughs> well, they it were was desperate. Like they, just, they were just like, oh, fuck. Uh, we haven't had Ethan say anything. And his contract stipulates he has to. That's true. Yeah, because mm-hmm. there's not really much for Neelix to do in this whole episode. So. What? Yeah, I mean, he was you have him called. An eye on, you put him in the makeup. The, yeah. Yeah, there's they, no room for him to do heartfelt conversations or, you know, trying to cheer you up with Uncle Humor. There's just yeah, no room. Yeah. So it was just so random. It's like, oh, I uh, fair enough. Hi, hi, Neelix. How you doing, buddy? He's <laughs> doing great. I, f- it was, it, hmm. <laughs> I have no good way to segue into this thought, but like just one, one of the done it. Like one of the first thoughts as I'm watching watching this episode is so they've got the Matrix. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, it's even I, they didn't even try to hide it in the title. Yeah. And yeah. it's what? It's a year after the movie came out. Yeah. So which means they oops. may have already been working on the script. Well, they've been cost. using the word Unimatrix since they introduced seven. That is yes. true. True. But yes, it is still kind of all and like and I was thinking this, but maybe this would made it too much like the Matrix. But like in the Borg Queen even comments on it at one point, like how sort of unsophisticated the Unimatrix is. And it's like. Especially once they're going to start fighting off Borg, they couldn't have dreamt up anything fancier than Batleths and, you know, like, yeah, seemed weird. Yeah, Seven made herself a little cute dress. What else can you do in this place? Have some Looney Mm. Tunes antics. You know, a Borg is coming to get you. Fucking anvil out of the sky. Flat, you you win. That's how you do it. Bada bing. You home alone that shit. That was the other thing. Like, when when the Borg first started showing up and chasing them and catching doing whatever i was like okay that is a little horrifying that like yeah you go to sleep you wake up in a, in a paradise place and now it's being raided and mm-hmm. you have to wait to wake up except then everybody just just started waking up whenever they needed to as yeah. the plot demanded it later so i was like why doesn't everybody just turn off oh that's just a good go. yeah, you f- that's a good question you flip the bird and blink like away. as soon as you see mm-hmm. the board just everybody just all right just, and, just and they, they just all vanish yeah i, I, I don't want to stick around to get zapped no. Why would no. you do that? There's nothing like either they have to make it so that there you don't have as much control over leaving or there has to be something compelling that requires you to stay in the, the Unimatrix. And I, yeah, I unless I miss something, unless there's some, something to do with like the stability of it or something like that, that wrote that, not that it I, needs to be continuously populated. Not that I caught. Right. I yeah. kept expecting, you know, when when Bork Queen is going on her killing rampage and just taking out whole cubes, I kept expecting there to be one of the scenes where someone is talking to you in Unimetric Zero and their cube and just got gone. destroyed. So they just wink out and they're like, oh, I, no, I was waiting for that. I yeah. was waiting for that, too. And it yeah. did happen. Yeah. That, like, I mean, that, well, if they could have done the the not like this, just like, yeah, no, not like this or that uh, <laughs> similar scene in what is it? The Empire Strikes Back. Where the star destroyers are all going through oh, the yeah. asteroid belt, and like oh, he's yeah, on a he he's on a Zoom call with a, <laughs> yeah, and like you see uh, one of the ships take an asteroid, cut to Vader, and one of the guys you see him look up and vanish. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. You see his last moment going, oh, f- 
It was a good touch in that movie, yeah. It, yeah. it was, and it was pretty subtle, too, for Star Wars. I mean. yeah, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> yes. subtle in my Star Wars? No. <laughs> but, but yeah, I was definitely waiting. I was waiting for that. God. I was waiting for that. Like, they seemed to be setting up for it, and it never and happened. never happened. I don't, know if, I don't know if maybe it just was a scene that got cut, or it just somehow genuinely didn't occur to them to... That they had, you know, propped up this Chekhov's fucking yeah. shotgun. Sounds like they kind of forgot the rules of Unimatrix Zero because the, yeah, the concept is very interesting. I like, I love the concept yeah. of yeah. this Unimatrix Zero thing. It's, it makes it tragic too that these people don't remember things at times, and then yeah, when finally you know they get this virus essentially that allows them to retain their memories, like that's actually a good thing. You're like, oh, neat. But yeah, it was. It was interesting, but I don't know if it was entirely fully fledged and consistent. Yeah. Yeah. I also think just like the 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 origin of it, the genesis of it could have been... Uh, Magnus Hansen. <laughs> right. Right. You know, I think that that would have been an interesting plot point. Maybe just not enough time to do it. Right. We also see... Two episodes, but... Some Borg children running around. And since we know Bill hmm. Borg children are just in maturation chambers, does that mean they're always... In Unimatrix Zero, until they're until they're mm. mature enough to pop out. That is an excellent. That's an interesting question. question. And then sense, I think. Yeah, and then they would have no memory. Stasis of some kind. I did find oh. it interesting that the one that one kid who interacted with the Borg Queen once she was in there, like oh, you that know, was talked about you. You're here. You're here to assimilate or something like that. Like th this kid didn't know what assimilation was. Yeah, because presumably he had spent his entire time unconscious in the maturation chamber. Well, when we first yeah. meet that kid, he's like, "Oh, some men came aboard my parent my ship, and and they and they were everyone was screaming and where's oh, my, have you seen that. my have you seen my parents? Mm. So, so yeah, we actually right. see that, kid, right. when that he, kid when he's when he's fresh. That kid, by the way, his makeup pissed me right the fuck off. Oh, he had those things that I think the people in Muse had. Muse, yeah, which is not a society that has spaceships, like. Come on, Star Trek. I know you sometimes reuse designs, mm. but this episode was like three weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, but how yeah. many people look exactly like humans? That's, that's, that is I know, but, but fuck's sake, guys. <laughs> like, at least give it a full season before you reuse an alien forehead. <laughs> <laughs> they spent all their costume budget on getting the rock. I'm sorry. <laughs> it can't be helped. It's worth it. And that CG opening with the queen's head, which for, you know, 2000... TV CG it looks yeah, pretty good. Yeah, no, I thought it looked time. quite good. Sure, like it would yeah, be. It, it, it would be acceptable enough, for, you know, today on the lower budget show. Yeah, and again, especially I know we say this all the fucking time, but on a CRT right. that was probably no more than oh, yeah. thirty or forty inches at not even forty, mm. like even better, you know. Yeah, mm -hmm. but yeah, that was an interesting sequence there, and it kind of I think lends credence to the idea that you know they sort of create a queen as they need her just because like i mean well we're assuming she's telling the truth but she supposedly had a life before this oh yeah so she was mm. just some drone that somehow became the queen which suggests they do in fact just when they need a queen take a drone and guess what you're promoted yeah well i mean i guess i think i mean the impression that i've had is that the queen is sort of like a function of the the borg right like yeah when there's an isolated like we see it anytime there's an isolated um collective right like the one in first contact they had a queen we see it in Picard season two there's a queen a few queens <laughs> at various times we go through so many queens in this in this show so yeah it's almost like i think i think the the matrix analogy is apt 
perhaps. Because like the Matrix kind of seems to work in the same way where there's just like functional beings that are that are like mm. programs like the agent smiths or what well like the agent smith but i'm thinking more of like the architect, the architect. character mm. or the oracle character that are like they're just they're just programs in the system that bring order to chaos or, or what have you yeah i mean i think you said it once jake that you know the, your thought of her has always kind of been like she's always there as the program she's part of it mm-hmm. but they only actually have like a an entity in very specific scenarios. She's yeah. your like Norton antivirus, and every so often it's like yeah. virus detected, create Borg Queen. <laughs> yeah, like when you've hit yeah. a particular level of fucked up, or you know, and, and who knows, maybe they've started using her more in the past decade or so because they realized, all right, maybe this will work on the humans. Maybe they need a face. Yeah, well, that I mean, that was sort of their Which I think experiment. you might have said once before. Yeah, that was their experiment with Locutus, was like, yeah. we need a voice. We need someone that can, we, these humans, they need to be, they need a good talking to. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I think, I think, again, I don't think we'll ever get a full exploration of the Borg. I would prefer not. Yeah, I prefer not as well. Yeah, better just to rarely do they give you the full origin of something that's been vague for a long time in any media and it's satisfying. Yeah. Right, yeah. They try way too often on things and you're like, mm-hmm. that's what you came up with? It's always disappointing. Just yeah. leave it. It just makes me think of uh, Stephen Moffat and the Weeping Angels. It's like, you went too far. Yeah, well, never... cool, cool concept, but just done too much. Yeah, well, that was, yeah, that was more like, because they never, they still, as far as I know, haven't given them a firm origin, but they definitely overused them and... What was a fairly straightforward kind of thing got needlessly complicated. Or how about, you know, Klingon, Klingon foreheads <laughs> and TOS? We don't, we don't need an explanation for that. Worf nope. saying we don't talk about it with outsiders is enough. That's enough. Yep, that was plenty. Agreed. Uh, anywho. Yeah, so we've got, we've got Janeway doing the thing she loves best these days, and that's sparking civil wars. Yeah. Because she did it with the Q, (laughs) and now it's like the same thing. It's like, okay, here's what we'll do. We can't fully figure out this Borg problem. That really isn't our problem, but they did ask. Let's see if we can set them against each other. Like, I know that, like, you know, to the fandom and even to the world of the show, like, it's the Borg and Picard. That's the big thing. They, ooh. Janeway has fucked up their day so many more times than any Enterprise officer ever has. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If the Queen has a massive hate for anybody, it's Janeway. And we Not see it in this episode. Else. Yeah, she sees she sees Janeway yeah. on the TV screen, and she just like she just says it's it's like Super Nintendo Chalmers. Janeway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's a good one. Like I love when these two cross paths because. God, they hate each other. Yeah. It's beautiful. And they have great chemistry. And they do. Janeway yeah. with a batleth at one point. And I was like, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where she got it. Suddenly there was a batleth in her hands and she went to town on some Borg. Well, I think it was Korok got knocked over and she grabbed his. Oh, maybe. Mm. Mm, something like that. Do you think Korok's... Uh... Is this going to be a Legend of Zelda joke? Oh, yeah. I was going to try to work in Hestu somehow. <laughs> oh, Hestu, I, I love him. I want What's buff crazy? Hestu to show up and take out nice. the Borgs. Oh, there hasn't been a See, good buff Hestu ca- cartoon in a, in a while. That's true. I wonder what happened. It's, it's funny, Jake. I was just thinking, because I just realized, even though I said it a couple times, I was looking at it. It's like, wait a minute, Korok. So we all three had the same kind of split second. Like, hold on. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then he'll, uh, 
to thank to thank the crew of Voyager for <laughs> joining him and saving his friends from the Borgs, he bestows upon them the Korok's greatest honor: mm-hmm. a turd, a gold turd. <laughs> That's Big the one, golden turd. Oh man, I hope he's going to be in the new game. When's the new game? Uh, Soon. It, yeah, I, there's a non-zero chance it'll be out by the time this goes up. Oh really? Holy shit! Up. Yeah, it's out sometime in May. So awesome! I will uh, look forward to watching you play it. <laughs> I will dance the Hestu dance. So Janeway we comes love her. up with this this ridiculous plan yes. that yep. we're gonna go get ourselves assimilated and that'll and then, you know, step two, step three, profit. When did uh, it become super fucking easy to undo all this board shit? Yeah, exactly. When the fuck did that when happen? You, when you have one as a permanent member of your crew who has no problem with you constantly poking and prodding her. Uh, yeah, yeah, but no, she because she's still got a bunch of shit that's still on her. She's still got her ocular whatever and her. Well, yes, but see, they were able to thing. It's because they haven't been borged. It's because of the Borg, anti-Borg spray that the doctor put on them Invented. before they went. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> they were able to pre- have some preventative measures. But here's the thing, right? So Janeway initially is like, I'm, I, you know, I'm the captain. I got to go do this on my own. Nobody helps me. And then Tuvok is like, well, you must because of regulation. Logic, bullshit, logic. bullshit, bullshit. And then Balan is like, no, no, I also have to go because of bu- regulation, bullshit, bullshit, extra bullshit. And yet both Balana and Tuvok... We're pretty fucking useless on that Taurus, mission. You... Taurus helped in the central plexus thing. I think she's the one that actually probably handled the upload since Tuvok was was lost and Janeway was in a cage. Taurus was the one yeah. that got us out of it again. Uh, didn't they yeah. already upload it before they got uh, be- got, before that, that, Janeway got captured? I feel like there was a scene where Janeway ordered Bellana to do the upload, and well, then Bellana still did it though, didn't she? Yeah, but she just pressed the button, man. Well, you know, and then she had to do things. Janeway and then she vanished had to be for the rest of the episode. Tuvok, Tuvok also, was actively a detraction yes. from that mission. He made it I much worse. It. I loved it because for a fucking change, it was a Vulcans aren't the whole ultra-powered, omnipotent things they usually are. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, great. You get the you get the de- the uh, the tail side of the coin today, Vulcans. <laughs> maybe, in fact, ironically enough, maybe it's because they got those fancy brains that are good at linking things, like, it was easier to break through. Maybe. Which is a nice connection to previous to what part one was because in part one I have a note for that says once again mind meld solves problems. Yeah. Yep. 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 This was a conference call mind meld too. That was kind of. That actually pulled me out a little bit. That I think it was the doctor even said it's a conference. Like he used the term conference call. I missed that. Mm, And I was like, he did. That's a little. That's a little dated there, Doc. It's a weird anachronism. Like maybe if I mean Tom had said that. Look in the twenty. <laughs> like they had in the twenty first century. <laughs> Look in the twenty fourth century, the save icon is still a floppy disk. Yeah. So the word conference call true that survives. That's a good point. That's Fine. probably true. Fine. Yeah. yeah, we still say hang up the phone, and kids are like, "What does that even mean?" <laughs> so I know I kind of alluded to it at the beginning, but what the fuck? Tom has been demoted and re-promoted. Yeah, what the fuck? And Harry's still an ensign. And he yeah. points and it Harry out. even says it. <laughs> like, uh, like been what waiting the for a pip. <laughs> Janeway's like, ah, oh, yes, Tom, for exemplary service over the last year. I expect more of the same. And Harry's like, I've literally died for this ship so many <laughs> fucking times. What do I gotta do? You, what you've does a gotta- guy gotta fuck around here to get a promotion? I mean, Tom Tom technically fucked the captain, so... 
Yeah, I made her pregnant with weird old reptile babies. babies. Yeah. Hero mm. babies. She can't. She just can't allow her children to have a father who's only an ensign. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, the shame. She did it for the, the children. Shame. She really did it more for herself, really, because like the kids don't care, but she's like, ugh. The kids are dead. They were Can't eaten by I... a predator. Nope, they're like fine. Five they're running their hyper evolved. <laughs> they were adopted by Kif. It's um, fine. Nah. Guys, I think oh. we all know they were destroyed utterly by Nevok. Yes, that's true. That's what actually happened. Yes. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me for drawing <laughs> attention to my terrible fan fiction. No, nah, it was great. I don't care no, links, never. links below. <laughs> Find it on the Tumblr. <gasps> Tumblr. I don't know. I thought I thought Tom was picking uh, picked up that box and was really hoping it was chocolate. So that's what I thought too. I was like, "Ooh, Valentine's Day already." He's just waiting for that like engagement and disappointed so again. Oh, she went to Jared's. <laughs> Did you guys see J- that? Uh, Jared's is on deck seven. Harry Metalis <laughs> was toying with the idea of in- including Captain Harry Kim somewhere in the last season of Picard. I, and I did got see cut. that. Oh. <laughs> you know what? That's all right, though, because, you know, the way Picard works, there's a decent chance they would have fucking killed him. Don't spoil <laughs> it for me yet, but yeah. oh, no, they I kill Harry Kim. <laughs> I... <laughs> oh, God. But here, here's the thing about Poor Harry Kim. Cap- Captain Harry Kim is that. You're too fan wanky for one. Well, exactly. And, and here's the thing. Every time, and I know it, I know why they do it, but every time we see a future version of a character f- that was on the show, they're a fucking captain. It's That's always true. a captain. It's, captain or an Bev. Maybe he just, could be. A, maybe he could be a lieutenant. Like, there's not enough I mean, ships in the fleet for everyone to become a captain. Well, especially yeah. not after everything that keeps fucking happening. That's what I say. Keep in mind, they lose a lot of people during the Dominion War. Fair, but I don't know. I, There's I still a lot of room it. for promotion. I, I mean, personally, I would find it more interesting to, if anything, to sort of like a more a, a more interesting or subtler working of of the 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 meta problem of Harry never getting you know like it's it's you know it's in story but it's also meta just like the running gag of Harry never gets promoted to sort of just imply that maybe Starfleet wasn't wasn't really like what meshed with him and mm. you know a future mm. harry kim like an older harry kim it would be it would be interesting to see him clarinet have, star have left starfleet and found something else well i mean honestly or, he's earned a fucking uh honorable discharge for yeah all the shit he's done all, all, all the times he's he died also, he could also just be like as you know we find out from that alternate timeline he did also have an interest in like design yeah so oh, he yeah. decides exactly. he gets back to earth goes well that was fun i'm never going to space again and just yes yeah, stays in starfleet but as a designer yeah, yeah you probably sure. don't have captain designers you know <laughs> so yeah you know, he's go a the commander barkley route and just get yeah. a get a job in a lab yeah, yeah. he's yeah. a commander somewhere engineering or he's fucking teaching the class right after o'brien's at the academy because it's, I mean, it's it's just, it's sort of fast, it's it's easy storytelling to just sort of evolve everybody up the same career ladder. They're just yeah. like, everybody's in Starfleet, everybody stays in Starfleet. Why? Because we don't want to think of them, you know, like, we, we don't want to think in, in terms of all the diverse and varied, varied ways that people's lives go in real life. Yeah. Like, but, you know, it, it, it you have people Starf- that join the military, they stay in the military, and become career officers. That does happen. It's a smaller percentage. A lot of people will do, you know, however many tours and then either they burn out, they get killed, they get PTSD, they go AWOL or they just don't they they're they, they're done. And then they go on to have some other career. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, no, it's... And, and while Starfleet isn't exactly going to Iraq in, in under questionable circumstances, you know, it's... I don't know. It, 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 I would love to see more interesting stories rather than, like you said, like, oh, and they made Captain. Yeah, because people with different does. futures. Like, I'm th- Starfleet generates a lot of lifers. Mm. No, I think about, like, the... And I know we bring this up, we, we bring up The Sims a lot, because of course we do, because it's yes. the one video game I play. And... Any career track your sim joins, almost all of them, have, it's a, just a linear track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You you start at, at, in the mailroom, you go next to whatever the next thing up is, you always end up as the CEO every single yeah. time. It's always the same track. No, they but later I, added two forked career, career yeah, paths. And, but, yeah, I like the forked ones because one of them is the criminal path, which is the funnest yeah. path. Because uh, <laughs> yes. you can either be a criminal mastermind or something else. I think what the other something is. I can't CEO. remember because... Uh, yeah. Because Sim Liz becomes a supervillain. <laughs> I think, what was that, Sims 2, they had supervillain? Oh, possibly. Is that, that is Criminal Mastermind. Is, but your, your work uniform, you just you, you turn around and you go from like J. Crew outfit to just like unitard with pointy bits on the shoulders. Hell yeah. Nice. What is kind of annoying, the fact that like by this point, they've already like, you know, because like you said, we saw fucking Captain Bev. We saw Captain Jordy in that timeline that got wiped out by that episode of Voyager. Mm-hmm. The one with Gruff Harry yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Timeless. Yeah. Yeah. And like some of the like it, Captain Bev doesn't really make sense. Captain Jordy doesn't really no, make sense. True. He's an engineer. Like if any character being coming Captain somebody actually would make sense is Kim. Yeah. Like he feels like he's a he's a, you know, Starfleet's probably been his dream since he was fucking five. And like, again, if it just hadn't already been overdone so much, you'd be like, no, of course, if anyone's going to stick around, it's going to be him. Well, and it's also touching now that this is this is tweaking my another pet peeve of mine of the notion of everyone's natural progression in a career being into some leadership position as if it's yeah. just it's just another it's just another job that, you you know, like it's oh, just yeah, where everybody goes, but not everybody has leadership skills or interest. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, like I, I again, was asked once, you know, do do you want to? We have an opening in the for like the a supervisor in your department, and I said no. That's not what I do. Yeah. Don't give me you know, people I'm sitting there to like, manage. Give me people to make me a supervisor again. Yeah. Like again, Jordy, chief engineer. Sure. Did I ever get the sense that Jordy wanted to captain a ship? Not really. No. In fact, because that, that he's always weird the, with people. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's but a like, hollow ship, actually, you see, Liz. <laughs> that would be so uncomfortable is, for him. Yeah, that is something uh, All Good Things did pretty well, was that most of them weren't in Starfleet anymore. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. That's Data true. was a professor. Jordy was a civilian in some capacity, though we don't know what. Um, Crusher was a captain. Yes, yeah. yeah. Didn't make it. I mean, it was a medical ship, so it kind of made sense, but it's still a little weird. But, Troy was dead. Right? Yeah, Troy was dead. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that part. But yeah, that changed and yeah. You know. Yeah, I have to say, I have a fair amount of respect for uh, Blue Shirt Picard from uh, Tapestry, where <laughs> he was just he was just a mediocre dude doing just mediocre shit. To, yeah, being no, mediocre is a okay. Blue Shirt Picard is is, is uh, career goals, even if nowadays people would say he's quiet quitting. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, Blue Shirt Picard probably had much more time to do like archaeology shit and bang women and you know, all the stuff <laughs> all the stuff that that red shirt picard loves to do but never has the time we're working to live instead of living to work yep mm-hmm. yeah fuzzy yeah. can't bang his crew because that's a conflict of interest yeah yeah it's a good thing he didn't end up on voyager though because then he'd have, have to go on the field trip with janeway 
with the other mediocre kids. Oh God, the field trip. Yes, good. Yes. Getting back to this. Um, yes. Yeah. So we have you know, our, our normal season finale, season premiere, two-parter with a three-month break in the in between, and I realize. The last thing we see in part one is them getting assimilated. Mm-hmm. Great, fun place to end an episode. Sure, it's a little best of both worlds, and we've done this before, yeah, yeah. but I don't even care. Familiar. I don't care because Torres and Tuvok and Janeway look great. Oh, I, I disagree I, about Janeway. She looks I, great. I, I hated her makeup. They added a lot of wrinkles, which was not it was on her yeah, usual she, face. She, yeah, that was the, weird. The lingering shot on her at the end of the episode was like, why does she look like a confused old grandpa? <laughs> but yeah, she she's looks so confused. sad. <laughs> No, see, she didn't look sad or stern. Yeah, and she just looked vaguely confounded, like they hadn't told Mulgrew that they'd said action. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, did anyone tell Kate we were filming? I don't think so, but She's we already said her. She's just turned natural And then we have a three-month break before we realize this was part of the plan. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of fascinating. Like, you don't well, realize that this is it going horribly wrong. No, actually, because towards the end, Chakotay does go, all right, so far, everything's going to plan. Like, he literally does say it. Was that in part one? Yeah, they fucked up. They gave away the uh, twist. I don't remember that being in part one. Yeah, no, because I remember thinking like, oh, they probably did this on purpose. And then Chakotay went, so far, so good, or something like that. But they hadn't been assimilated yet, because they end on the being assimilated. The last shot we see is is Janeway... Being a Borg. Oh, okay. Was it them being captured that he said that on? Yeah, but that's I guess I assume that meant they were supposed to get captured. So. Oh. Like. Okay. But it's still, it's still three months of people being like, was this part of the plan? Fair. Yeah, yeah. And I loved Torres' little sub-vocal processor. That was a lot that of fun. That was fun. Yeah, I thought that yeah. was really cool. That was The cool. one fun thing they let her do. Yeah, I know. It's not even like she's still pregnant and he has less to do. It's... We just keep forgetting you're a character. What's happening now? Sarah McLaughlin, guys. Why? Because somewhere, somewhere out there is a dog looking sad. Somewhere out there is a Delta Flyer looking exploded. We'll never oh. see another Delta Flyer again, guys. Oh, I forgot they kerploded her. Rip yeah. Delta Flyer. Tom actually didn't even seem to really notice or care, so it's probably I mean, they must have, he must have known it was part of it. Oh yeah, it was, he was totally part double, of the plan. He was in a double bad mood. It's like, great, Balana might get killed, and they're blowing up my toy. How can this day get any worse? They ran out of chocolate pudding at the, at the mess hall. Okay. At least I got promoted over Harry again. <laughs> Suck Swings it, Harry. roundabouts. Damn. Yeah, I mean, you know, Janeway, man, she is out of her mind. What a plan. One thing I was a little unclear on, was that always part of the plan? Like, when Tuvok and Balan were first volunteering, had getting purposely assimilated been part of the plan? Or was that added later, and did they go, hey, can I change my mind? Yeah, because it didn't come up during the conference meeting where they it decided did not. it. No, it was later, she's like, you know, it must have been decided, she's like, yeah, I'll be in sick bay and all that i don't know i I feel like it was already determined and it was just not something that we as the audience got to hear from that conference meeting because it sounded like they already had the plan it probably is but it is kind of funnier to think she's like hey guys you still up for this uh this whole invading the borg thing like oh yeah yeah sure okay one new addition uh we're gonna purposely get caught sorry what see well but i mean it also explains like why tom was so freaked out you know what i mean like if this had already been decided i mean Mm. just just going to a borg cube at all 
is good enough reason to be like, you're insane. Nah. Yeah, especially since this is one of the big ones. This is one of yeah. one that has like shields on shields on shields. Yeah, and extra plating. Yeah, it, I don't know. It just seems like bits. it seems like a plan that was come up with so that it would look cool on TV and be a be a good cliffhanger. It doesn't seem like an actual sound plan by <laughs> the crew. Our, I, I mean, I think Janeway is nothing if not ostentatious. See, I could see them doing like a, oh, doctor, give us some implants and make us look Borgy, and then, you know, we'll we'll beam over there. Because they weren't really Borgy. Um, but they wouldn't it, be able to get through the shields. They That was, exactly. that. The mm. only thing that they needed that was to be able to get through the shields. But I feel like that could have just been written around some other way, because honestly, meh. No, it's fact, it's too cool for an episode, though. Like you got like they are thinking about this. Like this is going yeah. to be a great moment at the end of our season finale. People are going to get so hyped for season seven. They're going to be spreading rumors on which ones of them are going to get killed in the Borg cube. All this thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the very least, it's you know, it's a good finale to end. It's a good moment to end a finale on because just how, OK, how are they going to get out of this? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, even if it is part of the plan. Okay, there's going to be something that goes wrong. There always is. Especially when the plan is this fucking crackers. Yeah. It did, again, I think, slightly suffer from the very common Star Trek issue of... They had too much for one episode, but maybe not quite enough for two. Well, that's why they added the romance plot. No, I know, I wish they had something something to do. Uh, Yeah. Like maybe if they just 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 let her spend more time just being Annika. They could. I mean, they could have. There were there were other people that occupied the yeah. space that knew her. It would have been interesting to look into just her relationships with other people in general. You yeah. Know? If yeah. if she was a valid member, there was she was she the more prominent member of this community? Was she something of a leader, or did you know like what like what 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 was her life? This whole this whole gap in her memory. Yeah, well, especially like there's even that moment where, you know, she meets Laura. And he's like, oh, you're human. And like, oh, maybe they were had an extra connection because they were both human and they had a friendship, too. But Laura's barely in it. And it yeah. feels like she's going to be more important because she's human. She was at Wolf 359 because yeah. ev- every Everybody. human that's ever been assimilated was at Wolf 359, apparently. I mean, I mean honestly, that's probably true because well, you know, it's where, where, else were, where else were humans being assimilated? I'm just, yeah, I'm sure there were other times after that, and it's been a while since Wolf 359. Yeah, that was a big loss. They could have picked up a cup. Yeah, you know, come around. I I feel like the Borg really, the Borg only attacked Earth two times at this point. They attacked it Mm. for, in Wolf, Wolf 359, and then they attacked it in First Contact, contact. but, but they got, they got their asses handed to them First Contact. I mean, they got their asses handed to them in, Wolf 359 as well, but yeah, apparently it's a, enough of them got away, I guess. Maybe, mm. yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously the majority of the humans would have come from that, but some could have come from, you know, the first contact around Earth, or... I mean, I'm sure there's been little border losses here and there. Yeah, that, the Hansons. Know, those idiots. Well, they were <laughs> fucking morons with it. Yeah. <laughs> Where did Riley, Chakotay's little fuck friend, come from? I was so confused for a second because I immediately jumped to Kevin Riley and I was like, what? The oh, hell God. Are you no, no. About? Riley Frazier. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, was but she? Was she actually human? Wasn't she? I don't remember. Yeah, it's a pretty human name. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I can't remember if they said. 
They might have said it was probably Wolf 359. <laughs> <laughs> when in doubt, Wolf 359. Damn it. Not loan officer Riley Frazier. <laughs> <laughs> Need money fast. <laughs> okay, yeah. Science officer USS Roosevelt, so she was Starfleet. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I remember. The Roosevelt. I don't remember yeah, where she got assimilated, but no, yeah, she you're right, she definitely yeah, was. Wolf three five nine. Oh man. okay. Well then. Human. I mean Wolf three five nine was pretty fucking devastating. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. I'm sure that a statistically significant amount of their humans came from Wolf Three Five. I think what's interesting is that we see so many human Borgs. Like we just True. probably shouldn't see a lot of human Borgs, especially in the Delta Quadrant. There should be a metric fuck ton of Elorian Borg. Oh God, you're right. But they mm. look mostly like human. Yeah, that's true. 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 But yeah, we meet a lot of human Borgs. We meet, you know, we Except meet for the a Klingon Borg in this one. <laughs> he was fun. Oh, I loved Korok. Korok at the end too, like totally yeah. badassing his way around a Borg sphere. Mm. Fucking yes. Yeah. No, Can he was we great. keep him? I no. don't want. I don't know why Korok doesn't want to. Doesn't give Voyager transwarp shit. Like Shh. The, <laughs> like the queen, the queen promised Voyager yeah. some, some transwarp shit. Presumably Korok could have hooked him up, given him one of those fancy batteries. You'd, you'd think, yeah. Oh, whoops. Womp womp. Whoopsie. Whoopsie. <laughs> I thought it. <laughs> oh, here's a question I wrote down is, do you think they have to give residuals from this episode to Brent Spiner, who does star in this episode... Because one of the heads that the queen has no. her, dro- her Borg droids poking into is that data head that they had laying around. From, from Time's Arrow? From Time's Arrow. Oh my goodness. And wherever else they use this data head. I think it may have been I like th- the lore head too or whatever, but. Yeah, lore's yeah. got a head. Yes, he's true. Been, I think that. I, no, never mind. I was say, he's probably been in more individual series than anyone else, but no, that's, that's clearly Frakes. Never mind. Ah. That's funny. Probably not, but yeah. it'd be kind of amusing if they did. Yeah, if you if you look closer, you're like, yep, that's Brent Spiner. <laughs> that's oh, great. Look at that. Oh, that, that was another that. weird thing, like just putting them on spikes. It's like, yeah, that, that's again, it feels like that's to freak people out who aren't in the room. Have these heads put on the gates at the Borg city. <laughs> Queen, we're in space. I said city. Listen, they get that space city there. Yeah, that's true. They do have their, their fancy space city. Is that is that what's that the what do they call it? Is that just Unimatrix One or is it Borgton? Borgton, Borgberg, Borgberg, Borgham, Borgham. We built this city. We built this city on a simulation. Beautiful, nice, lovely. Nice. Thank you. You're welcome. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, a lot of thoughts on this, huh? Yeah. Not really. Yeah. Like, it was, it was, a very, it was <laughs> actually straightforward. And, and Yeah, it was, it was entertaining. Yeah. yeah. It was fine. Yeah. yeah, it was fine. I wasn't yeah. super entertained. It wasn't my, you know, not my oh. favorite episode or even, like, cliffhanger. Well, no, we all know the best cliffhanger was uh, Time Zero Part 1. Uh, the oh, best naturally. cliffhanger was Krug when he was hanging off that cliff. Ah! No, he did a terrible job of hanging <laughs> off that cliff, if I, if I recall. <laughs> and he was doing a great job till Kirk came and fucked everything up. Yeah, well, Kirk had had enough of him, so. Uh, <laughs> oh, here's an actual question. Here's a question. Bringing yes. it back to, uh, to our favorite thing, Harry. Mm. Harry getting his ass handed to him all the time. Oh, Harry. The Borg Queen calls, oh, up, yeah. calls up the ship in Part 1. 
and you know threateningly threatening threatening doing the thing what what can you do with with this information i've given you see you later harry yeah what was that about that was amazing that was her just fucking with him and then harry had to go change his pants i bet you like there was earlier she's gonna be like i'm gonna congratulate Harry Kim on his promotion <laughs> as a joke. <laughs> that'll, that'll flip him out. Oh, that's great. Yeah. You know, because he was the one that answered the phone. So. Yeah. Oh, did you guys also like um, Paris? There are a, little, like, a cute little Paris Chakotay scene in which Paris oh, yeah. is like, hey, what if I mutiny? And Chakotay's like, you're not going to mutiny. No. I could never mutiny. And I'm roughly the same amount of badass as you, right? Yeah. You're not gonna do it. And Paris is like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're, you're like, you're the fucking ship's dad, okay? You're not gonna mutiny. It, it is funny, because I think he basically says some line to Tom almost verbatim that Janeway said to him, and Beltran gives a little, like, that's what that feels like, face. <laughs> that was, yeah, I thought that was pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. So you could I have had more of those episode... character moments instead of a freaking unnecessary yeah. romance. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. The thing is, I didn't mind the romance. Like, if it weren't the romance, it would have been something else. Yeah, I, I, was, didn't I mind was just... it, but I also just felt like it was unnecessary. And... I was bothered mainly because it was unnecessary. Yeah, it's like just, again, they could have just been fucking friends, television. They were it's fucking a... friends. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, even if they were just fuck buddies, fine. But it was a romance. Oh, what if, what if we got... <laughs> See, here's the thing. If they were to do this episode with new Trek sensibilities, Unimatrix Zero would just be a nonstop orgy. <laughs> and here's the thing. That's definitely what it was until the first child showed up. And then they were like, well, I guess we got to keep, keep our your pants, pants on. on, I guess. There's pro- I mean, Unimatrix Zero is probably pretty big. You know, there's probably other sections that are just very uh, hedonistic. Mm. There's a whole area that is just a big ass D&D game. Ooh. Oh. And then the other one is a D&V game. Yeah. Uh, uh, nice. I, I was going to say DDR, uh. but you went that way. Ooh. Last note I, would... last note I have. Mm. Tuvok, who's having, who's like feeling the effects of, you know, being the, being the assimilated and all this thing and losing, mm. losing who Tuvok is. A couple nice, cute little moments, you know, you are Tuvok, you were born this date, your daughter was born this date, yada, yada, yada. And he realizes, nope, I can't do this any longer. Janeway, you have to deactivate me. And she said, mm. she says, no, Tuvok, we can do this. Your name is Tuvok. And then he's, he won't comply. He's Borg, Borgman now. Janeway reaches for him and real. And then there's a shield that takes her, takes her away. She was gonna deactivate him. Mm. It's funny too, that he mm. was already using the term deactivate, not fucking kill. Yeah. I that mean, was, that was He would be technically part. correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is the, the best the, kind the Vulcan, of correct. The Vulcan kind of correct. Exactly. Oh, so my last note. Yeah, then is it's just I mean, I've been dumped before, but never with our previous friendship is irrelevant. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is. Oof, that is that is harsh. Mm. Well, at first she tried to pretend she didn't remember him, which is that's really mm. bold. No, I'm just kidding. No, I mean, mm. yeah, overall, I don't know. I think this episode was trying too hard to just be best of both worlds. It's a, it's a good thing to try to be. Yeah, I know, but it's just, it's invariably going to be compared to Best of Both Worlds, which is regarded as one of the best episodes of TNG, and I just, I don't think this quite lives up to it. Mm. It's not a bad episode, it's just, I think it's it's underwhelming for me. The That's ending is better really than the best. That's actually a good way to put it. Sorry, mm. go ahead, Ames. No, I was going to say, like, 
I remember Best of Both Worlds feeling like part two was a... It, it, the, the energy lagged. That is and true. In this one, mm. it didn't. In this one, I think it, it's part two was better than the part two for Best of Both Worlds. Yeah, I think you're right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah possibly. Yeah. They do often stumble on the part two in general with mm-hmm. these. Yeah, it's clear that they had written this one out. They right? had a yeah. plan. Yeah. Which they is had a plan. They, had it, they at least had a full outline for both parts. Yeah, I'll definitely give them credit for that, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think in general, I mean, I think that's just my my thought in general on this season is is just uh, most like most episodes, even the ones that I didn't particularly like or the ones that, you know, were like I, mo- for most of them, most of them were just fine. Yeah, yeah. Majority, smoothly we're segueing. This is beautiful. Thank it's you, Liz. It's a majority fine season. Yeah, yeah. Like I, like I didn't I didn't hate watching most of these episodes. No. I like, you know, it wasn't even that like, oh, it's fine. I'm underwhelmed. I'm sad yeah. that I'm watching this. It's like, all right, you know, that was that was an interesting episode. I like the concept, yeah, have, you know, I have things to think about after this episode. I didn't hate Fairhaven. Like, wow, wow. you're better than the rest of us, Liz. I didn't well, totally I didn't, hate it. I didn't hate Fairhaven. I didn't like the second Fairhaven episode. <laughs> uh, what, oh, the one that Chris loved. <laughs> Hey, I kind of like that one. What the fuck it's called? Yeah, yeah. Uh, spirit folk. We'll see well, if it's on can, Chris's y'all list. Can have it. I mean, also delete the wife. I was glad to. I was. I was happy to see that. <laughs> this is where memes are made. It is always fun when you see where the meme comes from, and you say, "Oh, yeah. I get it. That's it." And then you do the Leonardo DiCaprio point. Yeah. 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 Though also for that part in particular, it was just it, like Ames as a fellow Sims player. There's something yeah. there's something a little creepily relatable about just like yeah, summon up this one character. We're gonna bring him up and create a sim. Yep. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna move these sliders, and we're gonna just why take is he wearing go go boots? Move Fix her it. to the trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Now there's a question mark on his head for no reason. <laughs> so who's first? Me. All right. Give okay. us your give us your top, oh, Caitlin. Oh, confident, Caitlin. It's because I actually have a list. For once. <gasps> so proud of you. So in no particular order. Well, actually, first, I want to give a shout out to my also ran because I really thought about <laughs> giving it to riddles, mm. um, but I didn't. I did, however, mm. give it to Memorial. Sweet. Because mm. I was a very thought provoking episode and because we just got a lot of really great what Jane do you call White. it? Performances. Oh, oh yeah. Everybody. Out of, um, you know, we had Tom and his like flip out at Bellana. Mm. We had um, Ethan Phillips. Oh, in the like, kitchen. In the kitchen. I with love the kid. that scene. Yeah. And again, just like a, a really interesting like portrayal and look at PTSD, which I thought was great. I said, I kind of like questioning myself on this now, but I said blink of an eye. Do it. Um, yeah. It's considered... The one of the best, if not the best Voyager episode. So, yeah, I thought it was quite good. I liked how we kept seeing the changes and I like how, you know, in the end we wind up getting to like talk to people and, you know, working it out. I don't know. I liked it. And then my top, my top top, I guess, was Lifeline. OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked I, I really I mean, I love the EMH anyway, and I liked getting to watch Picardo do like two different characters and really getting to like have fun with it. And, you know, a side of Barclay. <laughs> Troy I actually like a little, did a help. <laughs> I yeah, like a little yeah. broccoli on the side and uh, <laughs> a little side of broccoli. And yeah, Troy was Troy was good. So 
It was nice. Anyway, yeah, that was my tops. Awesome. Love them. I'll build I'll build off that in that case cuz I Ooh. got I got some I got some overlap and I got if if you if you weren't going to say riddles I'm saying riddles because I love the Tuvok Neelix scenes in riddles they are so good so like like stunningly acted and they're just these heartwarming moments of watching someone who's had a health crisis rehabilitating and they actually handled it in in a in a really nice way and sure they made him go back to who he was and it's heartbreaking but it's it's a really solid and like emotion heavy episode and i really appreciated that Mm, so riddles definitely on the list Uh, i'm also going to agree with memorial because it was a really cool episode and i love the way that it made us think about things afterwards and I know you guys, you know, gave a lot of shit to how, well, they made the wrong decision, yada, yada, yada. But I think it was really worth having that conversation. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that was like the big thing to come out of that episode is like, how how do we learn from history? Because you know what? We keep repeating it mm. over and over because no one learns from fucking history. Yeah. Like, I think Caitlin asked at one point, like, we were trying to liken something in the episode to the Holocaust. And it's like, oh, about um, genocides and stuff. And it's like, yeah, but there have been there have been more genocides still since then and more genocides going on. So, no, yeah. we haven't learned. And maybe we all need this memorial obelisk after all. I mean, uh, what we just need to do is stop letting rich people exist. That would solve everything. Maybe only... The people in power have to watch the, the the memorial obelisk. There we go. And they'll learn. Uh, and the other one on my list is another is another one we learn history because uh, it's one small step, uh, which is our Phil Morris episode. Because I just Great I episode. love him. I love him so much. I don't even care what else happened in that episode. It had Phil Morris being a cute little cute little astronaut, and it was so cute. If I would have given myself uh, the space to have a second, like, honorable mention, that would have been it. Because nice. that was a, definitely a great episode, too. I, I would give an honorable mention to the Phil Morris parts of One Small Step. The rest of the episode, I thought, was a mess. Too bad. I'm <laughs> including it. No, that's fair. It's your list. I, I, it would be wrong of me to say you can't. Well, what's your list, Chris? <gasps> yeah, uh, Mr. Mr. Great List guy over here. <laughs> Oh, my list is fucking, well, no, one of them is good. The other two, I think, will be subjective. Anyway, spirit folk. <laughs> I knew it. I hated Christ. Fairhaven so much. I fucking loathed Fairhaven. You did. I'm sure it'll be on your other list. I haven't decided yet. There's some contenders. I'm really? still not sure. Oh, this is it, fascinating. Yeah, genuinely. It's a potential. I'm going to call an audible. So what do you love about spirit folk? <laughs> it made me like Michael and Janeway. It's like, okay, okay now I get it. it I, I enjoyed the... It was just goofy in a way I was okay with. You like Seamus? You sympathize with Seamus? <laughs> I didn't sympathize with him, but I found his stupidity amusing. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was just, it was a well enough done comedy episode, which they don't always nail. And yeah, no, I thought it was terrific. And I was like, great, you make me care about these characters right as they're going to never show up again. Aww. No, we promise. We're still running the program every day. Mm-hmm. Once a time. week? I think it's once a week. Pathfinder. Nice. Mm-hmm. I like, a lot I like of Barkley here. What a yeah. great, yeah, that's, that was, yeah. Jesus, that was also an honorable mention. They're all good. Every episode <laughs> yeah. that you guys have said are good. Jesus. Like, it's, I'll admit, I think part of it is, too, that little end scene is just done so well that it probably ups my average a bit on it. Remind us but the even, end scene you're talking about? When when 
they actually first get in touch with the ship and just everyone on the bridge is reacting, oh, yeah. and especially Mulgrew. And they don't let Tom say hi to his dad. <laughs> Dicks. Um, but even before that, you know, it, it was nice to kind of like, I, I think I said it, we talked about it, like they were kind of treating Reg a little more seriously. Mm-hmm. Like this, yeah. this guy has a genuine addiction issue that, that has to be addressed in an adult manner, not just treated as like, oh, wacky. Mm-hmm. So that was nice. the only episode this season to, f- to feature a cat. <gasps> Neelix, Neelix the cat. Pretty kitty. Oh, I wonder if it's because it's like Felix. That's probably interesting. Well, also, like, I think it's also kind of a nod to the fact that Neelix originally was more cat-like. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And uh, number one, Riddles. Oh, sweet. Riddles is so good. Because, goddamn, that's a good episode. Wow. That's, That's a great, mostly, you know... It's mostly Phillips and and uh, Russ, and they're great. And a cake. Delicious. Yes. <laughs> good. Yeah, so I think I think my list might be the most controversial. Oh, oh yeah. my God. It's just Fairhaven three times. Yes, you've got it. <laughs> um, no, so I'll start with the uncontroversial one, I think, which is Blink of an Eye. Yeah, it's uh, nice. Yeah, which yeah. many people agree is a, is a top... Top-notch episode. Yeah, very cool storytelling in that. I'm going to go with Child's Play. Oh, with, with, with Echeb's parents. With Echeb's parents. That's a good, no, oh, that's a good I, choice. I, considered, yeah. I honestly yeah, I considered that. that one, too. That's a great episode, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's good. I think it's an interesting exploration of how dark shit gets. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Seven wants to save him when she, when she realizes, wow, his parents really suck. Yeah. And, yeah They're exactly. worse than I think, mine. I think more so than... You know, comparing it to today's episode where they tried to add depth to Seven by giving her a, a useless romance, I think that episode actually did add considerable depth to that character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, making her a surrogate parent. Well, and also uh, even, you know, we said at the time, but like Janeway tries to be all like, oh, this is really about your parents. It's like, yeah, it fucking is. Mm-hmm. What? Um, and <laughs> Honest also, also Seven. Like, you know, Mark Shepard uh, did yeah. a great job. Mm-hmm. He's always, it's always good to see him and stuff. Yep. All right. Now, this one, this one, I think Ames will be angry with oh, me. Oh, fuck you. Uh-oh. Oh, I know what it is. Spirit folk. I'm writing it down. Tinker Tenor. Yep. Dr. Spy. Mm. Uh, yes. No, I, I thought that I, was a good episode. It's, it's, it's a fun it's, choice. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a goofy comedy episode. <clears throat> I have, I mean, it. I, can, I will fully admit it's a, it's a, it's a nostalgia pick for me, just because I I have always liked that episode. It's a um, good ass episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. I mean, it's got it's got some stupid shit in it. It's got some shit I don't care for. You know the the figure painting scene. Among yeah, them. yeah. Could could probably done without that. But I think there's there's a lot of good things, a lot of things to like in that episode. It's a great great doctor romp. Yeah, that's my list. Yeah, I don't know if there's been a single bad pick on any of these lists. No, that honest. was the bad pick. no i i I kind of like i like i wasn't considering that one but it definitely wasn't one that i was like ugh, not in a million years you know i don't know what about you liz did you put us together a list i did i did and i mean there's there's not going to be really be anything new here because i would say so blink of an eye was the first one to come obviously to jump onto my list especially since it's just you know it, it one it's you know a fun sort of well not fun I mean, it's a nice, it's an interesting sort of, um, uh, what's it? Why am I suddenly blinking on the damn episode with Picard and the flute? Oh, Inner oh, Light. Inner Light. Inner Light. Like, that's sort of, like, just, 
grander, like, lifetime, you know, like, human story. It's just very classic sci-fi. I like whenever whenever Star Trek does, like, this classic, you know, like, like mid-20th century sci-fi kind of vibe. And there's this high concept, because it's one of those, like, when you think too much into the mechanics of it, it kind of, you know, it ruins it for, you know, you ruin it for yourself, but you're not meant to. Like, you're supposed to just run with the concept and the poetry of it, you know, of the, of the story. And I really like that sort of, and also it was really fun to see Daniel Day Kim. I was not expecting to see Daniel Day Kim show up in, in Voyager. Yay! Um, which is very lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, and then Memorial, uh, is, is another one just, I, I was not expecting such a good treatment of PTSD and a discussion of PTSD and, and just this, these collective experiences and it like, and I feel like, you know, even as they were dealing with the problem, they were like the, the emotional, you know, the show of vulnerability while also, you know, doing the heroic thing of solving this, you know, solving like it was just it was dark in all the ways that I love this kind of stuff. Uh, it was morally ambiguous in delightful way, in delightful ways or in ways that delight me anyway. Mm. Just the fact that they they could come up with that they that they had an ending that that leads to an argument like there's no there really is no right answer. You know, in a way that's kind of like two, like the two Vix episodes. Another one where just yeah, the, yeah. The, it it sparks like a, a like an ethical question in such a good way that a good sci fi story does. It like wants to be in textbooks. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. It's a sci fi trolley problem. Like it's a what if. <laughs> it's a what if that that is just. It's it's just you know speculative fiction enough that like it's not something that that is likely to happen anytime. <laughs> Anytime in the near future, but it is still real enough that the ethics and the and the stakes of it will get will spark a really good debate. And I think like the kind of debate where you where you really you know you get to you're you're exposing your own morality and ethics to your to the people you're you're talking to. I yeah, love those yeah. Kind of- I remember I remember like there was a lot of like feeling just horrified by it when we covered it for the show. Yeah, because because it's it's forced on people without their knowledge and it's like Absolutely. damn it's violating the consent of random strangers but at the same time it's coming from a real place of hurt of of people who've who've been horribly violated themselves and who are doing what they think is necessary to prevent it in the future like it's it's you know it's it's conversations of justification and justifying the means and necessary evil i love yeah. it i, yeah, I love, love when it. star trek does that i, I just want I to point they do it out right. I just want to point out that Memorial has a lower score on IMDb than Sunkatse. IMDb is fucking useless. <laughs> True. Yeah. We said it before. And we and, didn't hate yeah. Sunkatse either, but. No, but I mean, there's no comparing the two. No. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then my third one, I was bouncing around, but I'm going to go with. Mm, I'm going to go with Pathfinder. Nice. Great um, the one with the kitty. Good choice. <laughs> the one with the kitty. I like most that. kitties. <laughs> I Troy, Troy was was probably the like this was this was Troy at you know maybe not necessarily her least incompetent as a as a psychologist <laughs> but like up there they actually show her because like 
what Troy Troy as a as a counselor like it's always driven me crazy and I and I know I've talked about it you've given me space to, to complain about psychology and Star Trek complain and about we, it Liz therapy I hate the 90s pop therapy like it's just like it's it's the it's the same you know era of terrible stereotyping about psychology that like yeah. it's it's all the stuff that's all the like all the fun stuff went into Frasier all I the, was just gonna say like all this the is really Troy frustrating stuff is here because this is all just like how do you th- how do you feel about that and then like that's it it's <laughs> it's therapist being utterly useless and unhelpful and uh, you know like just everything that a boomer would complain about it but here you know in this one she's actually she's not terrible she's she's actually you know helping him to address the problem in a way in his own way it's just she's written by people who don't care about therapy and uh, that's that's clearly not you know it's a soft science that they didn't bother to do much consulting on that they would for physics. Um, That's true, yeah. Because, you know, what are the soft sciences? You know, the human mind is a simple thing. Why would you bother to study that? This um, does beg the question, though, What which is which is better, not getting anyone to talk with you, to consult with you about psychology, or getting a fake indigenous people's uh, expert? Oh, God. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just seeing so much red right now. I can't. I can't parse. It does not compute. I'm shutting down. Um, no, you're broke, Liz. <laughs> nope, I'm broken. Um, yeah, no, it's cool. But uh, the, that and I also, I, I did like the, like, I did not expect to root for, like, root for Barkley episodes so much. <laughs> but, so that in itself impressed me. But I, like, it's like you were saying, Chris, like, that, that final moment, like, they, you know, they built it up nicely where I'm sitting there like, rationally, I knew, like, the natural progression of this episode there it's I don't think they're going to end it quite like on a tragic on such a tragic near miss note that they don't actually connect with Voyager or like, you know, maybe they, they used up all of their tragedy, like near yeah. miss quota with that fucking second Silver Bloods episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they are so not like, allowed to ever be that tragic ever the fuck again. I knew it was a possible, like, I wouldn't put it entirely past them, but it, but rationally, I'm like, this is this is going to be the episode where they have to make some progress. Like, they have to make some progress in the series plot somewhere, and it's going to be here. But I was still sitting there like, is it going to happen? No, don't let it out of the room. No, don't let it happen. Like, I was actually, like, absorbed. Oh, I was wow. actually interested. That's the sign of a good episode. And, like, it was really satisfying. And on top of that, the last moment with Tom Paris, you know, for all your for all your snark about it, Ames, like, I loved the fact that Tom, one, was, was like, he's such a little shit, and he was rendered speechless. <laughs> and he was rendered okay. speechless in such a, such an, a visibly emotional way. Like, that was probably my favorite Tom Paris moment. The guy who's always got something to say has nothing. Had nothing. And he didn't, he couldn't, he couldn't bring himself to say anything, because he was just so... Over, like overcome you know like uh, it was it i'll was have to great. rewatch the scene it. i'll have to rewatch it because maybe i'm not maybe i'm not giving robbie enough credit maybe he, he's doing more work than i thought i thought it was a really good moment for him nice so that that was and you know honorable mention for one small step i really i liked i liked all the all the astronaut moments and child's play was pretty good but yeah that's that's my that's my tops oh yeah. also honorable mention to fake Vok from live fast and prosper Yes, oh, yes. Actually, that's the one I thought you, one of you would bring up. I'm very sad because I had a screen grab from that episode ready to go. It was in consideration. It didn't quite make it. Oh, wow. I have to. Your list is least, good, though. So <laughs> I have to at least bring up fake Vok. He was the best. 
And I loved how yeah. like um, starstruck he was when they met. I know. Oh, so yeah. He was having so much fun. He was. This was his favorite scam. It was. <laughs> uh, but we weren't always having fun. When weren't no. we having fun, Caitlin? Oh, no. Oh, boy. Well, I certainly don't think we were having fun on the Barge of the Dead. Nope. I had oh, no yeah. fun. Mm-mm. Didn't care for it. No. You know what? I'm doing a split a, a split second change here. <gasps> I had Muse yes. down. And mm. Muse does kind of suck. But I think what I'm going to swap in is Fury. Mm-hmm. Because I thought it was pointless. And especially after we talked about what a fucked up thing it was to do (laughs) to the actress. Like, I already thought the episode was fucking stupid. And then thinking about everything that all the background shit. It's just like, no, fuck that episode. So fuck Fury and fuck especially the spirit folk. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, my gosh. Fuck the spirit folk in particular. Well, Janeway was one of them anyway. Mm. No, no, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't a fairy. Yeah. No, I didn't mean it that way. I meant he's not one of the fair folk. No, I I know that's what you meant. Oh, fair folk. I don't know. Harry tried. So he did. But Tom fucked that up for him. Yeah. He wasn't going to go all the way with a cow. All right. So just just to make up for for Jake being horribly wrong about his tops. (laughs) No, 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 no. I definitely like I'm so troubled by Tinker Tanner, Dr. Spy. It's going to be my three slot because I I just I walk out of that episode not liking the doctor, just Mm. finding him to be crass and self-absorbed and not likable in the in the way that he is basically all the rest of the time like even with his kind of faults you're like yeah that's just how he is and it's kind of funny in this one he's just a straight up jerk Mm. uh i hated the painting seven scene and i know that was picardo's idea which makes it feel stupid Uh, and also i remember the other thing about tinker tenor dr spy that alien flocks I never was on his side. I always disliked him because he's a toady in a, uh, what, what are we looking for? Fascistic society. Yeah, yeah. A, bu- a bureaucratic fascistic society. And that's his role and he fully accepts it. And, and I he don't... looks like a potato. And he looks like a turd. <laughs> he looks like a delicious tater. Precious. A potato. Yeah. So that one, no, I, 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 that one rubs me the wrong way. I had to, I had to put it on my list. Uh, also on my list are Fairhaven because Janeway, what the fuck? Why? This has never been a problem before. You fucked Burly every which way but loose, and now <laughs> now suddenly you're like, oh, I love a holodeck character. Janeway, no. Wrong. <laughs> but I think the worst this season for me is Barge of the Dead. Because they just <sighs> go and they decide, you know what? Graythor is real. Everything that, you know, you can just go to Graythor yeah. if you want, if you're nearly dead. Uh, you can go find your, your dying mom and save her. It's just, it just plays to this weird, like, it's the same like, like they did in, like, um, like, Sacred Ground, where they try to play to, like, religious aspects of something, and they yeah. just whiff hard. Yeah. Balana did look cute in her little Klingon outfit, though. That's true. She always looked good in a Klingon outfit. Uh, how about you, Chris? Do you look in uh. a Klingon outfit? Time to call that audible. Ooh. You know what? Fairhaven's not quite making it after all that. Wow. Came, oh my God. Came close. Came fucking close. Also, one small step is lucky it had Phil Morris. Morris. Because he drags that episode kicking and screaming out of the th- bottom threes. Wow. What didn't, so what didn't you like about 
uh, one small step. Chakotay like, was being a being an idiot. Yeah, like everyone was being so ridiculously out of character. Mm. You know, like they were doing mm. really stupidly risky things for no like they didn't know they were going to find the intact ship in there. They thought they might find some scrap and they were willing to take that. It just it everyone felt completely wrong. But Phil Morris's scenes were really fucking good. So I think even seven scenes were pretty good. They were all right. So in that case, my number three, Good Shepherd. Oh, good, good. Mm. A bad choice. A good, bad choice. (laughs) A terrible version of Lower Decks. Mm. Two, Barge of the Dead. What the fuck did I just watch? Someone having a, a some kind of a fever dream. Yeah, except they claimed it was real. Maybe yep. I, uh, you can uh, visit uh, it again if you just go up, go back to sleep. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> and fury. Yeah, because I remember like this episode stuck with me because I remembered this episode. This is when I did see when I was a kid mm. and I didn't know the background at the time. But I just remember thinking, this seems weird for Kess. Yeah. And now I'm an adult and know the background. And it's this whole extra layer of fucking horrible. Fuck you, Rick Berman, as we very frequently say. Fuck this episode, you fucking monster. Tell us how you really feel, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tell us how you really feel, Jake. I will. Nothing very surprising or original of this list. I think all of these have been said. Oh, you're saying Tinker Tenor Dr. Spy then. That's right. Both, it's with a rare case. It's both my favorite and least favorite episode. Um, no, I'm going to go Schrodinger's with, episode. Um, I'm going to say Fairhaven. Aha. Which, you know, I just, you know, I think it's maybe not as bad as, as I think it is, but it's just such a nothing episode. It's not good. It is it's not, not good. good. And also, there just weren't a lot that were like super, super bad this season. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there were a couple. I mean, I also, to be fair, I wasn't crazy about Spirit Folk. It's not on my bottom, but, you know, not, not far. Okay, now now we get into the spot of uh, weirdness here. Not weirdness, but... What? I have, I, I'm not sure. I know Fairhaven was going to be on the list. I know one of the other ones was going to be on the, the list. And then there's two that were fighting for a spot oh, on the list. Oh, boy. Okay. Give one of them uh, a batleth. I know, well... Actually, I'm going to take one of their batlets away and mm. go with Good Shepherd. Good uh, Shepherd for the bottom. Yeah. Mostly because it was, I don't know, I, I none of the characters were good. No. Nope. You know, Janeway's whole plan was stupid. Yeah, I, I could not bring myself to give a shit about the characters because they were all awful. Yeah, no, especially like guy that spaced himself. I was like, yeah. You don't have to go back for him. Well, and like they went out of their way. They went out of their way to be like, oh, Tall is just, she's just incompetent. It's not like, yeah, yeah. It's not like, oh, there's a hidden talent that we haven't tapped into. No, no, she, she just sucks. That's just who she is. Yeah. Um, yeah, they each had one trait. Billy was only a hypochondriac and nothing else. And they took yeah. that away from him at the end. Now he's nothing. He's now left he's with nothing. nothing. <laughs> Honestly, nothing. no, what it is now that he's not so afraid of, of sickness, he is the ship's man whore. Oh, oh no. He is making up for lost time. He's like, it's uh, no longer Tom. It's Billy's time to shine. Watch out, Billy. I thought sisters. that we decided that they had already gotten rid of all STIs by the 24th century. He could still be afraid of them. 
Yeah, I guess so. He'll find them. Yeah. Life uh, finds a way. Yes. <laughs> and then, of course, no bottom uh, bottoms list could be complete without Furry. Mm. <laughs> I mean, Fury. Yeah, I mean, for all the reasons that have been said already, I mean, it's, you know, yeah, sure, there's there's the off the off-screen drama and the backstory, which is tragic and horrifying. But even even if without knowing that story or it's, and just yeah. considering the episode on the merits of it as an episode. <laughs> and you use that term loosely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just they do the character of Kess dirty. Yeah. Super dirty. Like I they said, for, they I, forget what made Kess cool. Yeah. Mm. When I was a kid and didn't know all the background, I still thought this. No, this, this is, isn't her. This isn't Kess. She was. This the, should this should be like a shapeshifter or something. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Damn like, it. So that's how I know it's bad. It's stuck with me over 20 odd years of not making sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then just like the way it ends, too. It's just yeah. it's it's so rushed. It just kind of stops. You know, no real resolution. Just just nope. Cass is like, oh, thank you for reminding me that I'm not a that I'm not an asshole or whatever. And <laughs> yeah, then no, leaves. And this... then she she goes and doesn't even say goodbye to anybody except for Neelix, I guess. That's the yeah. important one. Yeah. But no, this definitely is like on my list of episodes I pretend does not exist. So we're sounding mm. like uh, a bottom five. Potentially. Let's for the whole see. last series. We got we got time. But what about Liz? Oh, what about Liz? I actually, surprisingly, like I, I just jotted down three and didn't need to narrow it down. Um, oh, wow. I mean, Barge of the Dead was Barge of the Dead. Like, I, yeah, I, no, like I so that's not, it's not on, that one's not actually on my list. So, like, if there's a, if there oh. were a dishonorable, dishonorable mention, it would probably be that. But just because, like, I have so little memory, because I, I remember watching and being like, uh, this is kind of dumb Klingon shit, but particularly dumb. Eh. I just I was able to tune out and just listen to Klingon shit going on in the background. Fine. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, Blah so, looks cute. We're good. So that's enough. That's that's the that's not quite grievous enough to make it to the list for me for the season. Fury. I'll go. I'll just mention right off the bat since everybody else has mentioned Fury. You know, I learned from from listening to you guys the horrible back, back, background behind it, and that's awful. But for me, it was. It was the rushed aspect. It was the fact that they were just like, we, you know, Cass had had her story had been wrapped up in a nice season finale way to send her off and to, you know, like advance the, the main plot in a way like she was fine where she was. And they said, yeah. bring her back from one episode and just wreck all of that for no, no justifiable reason. Yep. If they were to bring her back. You know, at least that, that would be like a two part or something, something, uh, something with weight to it. Yeah. This did not have that. And, yeah, and, and also have and write her in character next time. I mean, and that's the other yeah, thing. Shit. Like, they could, like I would have been interested to see something like this if she came back like this and this was Kess and, and this was her characterization now. But then you need to unpack how she how she was so horribly like what happened to her out there in the darkness of space. Yeah. That yeah. messed her up so badly. It would yeah. have to be something dramatic. But instead, they just it's and somehow Call Palpatine has returned. <laughs> yeah, right. I sense you're you're troubled. Um, I sense you have feelings. <laughs> so yeah, Fury. Ugh. The, uh, the Good Shepherd is another one that I have in common with with uh, with some of you. I uh, concept could the concept could have been fine. Execution was just all around. I'm just saying every 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 turn. I'm just, why, re, really why? 
Janeway just walks in and makes all the decisions anyway. Yeah, and it was what? just, it was, it was, was so facile. Like, in a show where, where I'm so, like, where we get treated to so many episodes where there aren't easy answers and there aren't easy endings, and the episode, like, an episode will let you sit with that discomfort. Here, it's just like, and we're just going to wrap it up, you know, I've magically cured each one of them of something, or, like, you know, we're all happy with, yeah. with where we're at at the end. And they're, all still co- they're all still comatose at the moment, but when they wake up, I promise they'll be fine. Yeah, they'll be fine. Say, there's... There's no proof in the episode that they are not all, in fact, actually dead. <laughs> well, okay, in the episode, that. that's true. So, yeah, hmm, why? Like, why? Why did I have to watch that and be left so unsatisfied? Um, to be fair, you didn't have to watch it. You could no, have done I something did. else with your time. I had to complete it. I had to complete it so that I could listen to you guys. Aw, thanks and, so much for and, watching that for us. And understand, and just, I had to I had to complete it so that I could fully hate it. <laughs> and then, so, uh, I guess this is, this is going to be my my own unique addition, is Alice. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Alice, Alice was I Alice is, Alice is probably the worst of the season for me, just because I hated watching every minute of it. That's fair. Because the concept was so tired like and if you can see it it's crossed out it's at the top. <laughs> oh, it was at the, it there was, we go it was the first one My that man. i thought of and then i decided to change it i just i like you coward oh god <laughs> it's just it's just so tired it's such a tired concept it's such a tired trope it's even like you know alice's voice i was like oh god it's another you know like just two-bit femme fatale voice every like every second i'm like there's i'm not getting anything out of this like I, this is just Nothing of this is satisfying to watch. Nothing of this is interesting to watch. I'm not wondering how this is going to turn out. It's going to be a predictable formula how this is going to turn out. I mm-hmm. want this to be over. I want this to be done. This was the one episode that I was watching. I was like, I do not want to watch another minute of this. I'm not enjoying <laughs> the performances in this. In a cast full of people I enjoy watching. I'm yeah. not enjoying watching any of this. I want this to stop. <laughs> the The uniforms are dumb. The acting, yep. like... This is all so tired. I want what is the next episode? What is going to happen on another episode that is not this? So right, because you know, at the end, you're not going to have to have known any of the stuff that happened before. No, in this episode is no, no, never going to be. This changes important. nothing. There was nothing that there, it, it, Tom didn't grow any. There was nothing interesting that came out of it. Hey, hey, hey! For Tom, he grew that five o'clock shadow. Huh. He does look good with a five o'clock shadow. Yeah, he looks alright. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, well, th- thank you, Liz, for 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 act- for having uh, Alice on the list because I, I had I had seriously considered it. For was my that the list. one? Was it your last minute call, Jake, or no? Yeah. Oh well, then I'm glad to be of service, but also hey, Liz. Fuck Alice. Yeah, Alice really does suck. One little honorable mention, though, because we have shit on the episode, rightly so. Uh, a good shepherd. Uh, I do want to say though, Tom Morello's cameo. Oh yeah! Okay, that was one adorable moment. fucking thing. That was good. I like that. That is like a light in an otherwise <laughs> just massive pile of shit. Why would you put a light in a pile of shit? So you don't step on it by accident. Oh, there I you mean, go. Who whose cameo? What I'm 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 not remembering. What happened? He was uh, Tom Morello. Was that blue shirt that Janeway knew in the bowels of the oh, ship? And he was yeah. so happy right. to yes. be there. He's yes. the lead yes. singer of. Oh fuck me! No, um, he's a lead lead guitarist of Rage Against right, the Machine. Right. That's one. Thank you. Um, and God about that. And uh, and uh, a Harvard alum. No shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. Ivy League degree in uh, government. Oh, that's right. That's cool. Because his. Uh, grandfather was uh, an activist in, I believe, Kenya. No wow. Kidding. Wow. Yeah. 
So he comes by his his tenure in Rage Against Machine, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and every day we're getting closer and closer to Enterprise, guys. It's nuts. I it is It has genuinely... been a long time. A long road. <laughs> uh, we're gonna make that joke so hard we on the first already, episode. We've Too already much. made it so many times. But yeah, no, it is fucking bonkers that we are in the seventh season of Voyager. Yeah, I feel like this one feels like it's gone quicker than any of the other shows we've covered, you know, that have seven seasons worth of shows. Yeah, I would agree with that, actually. Life is getting increasingly terrifying, and every day is another <laughs> just roller coaster of madness and loathing. Neat. Thank you, Chris. Uh, speaking of which, that brings us to what we're doing next week <laughs> on this mad roller coaster of loathing. Uh, next week, we have more episodes to talk about. Uh, the episodes are, we're, get, we're already jumping into season seven, so the episodes are Imperfection and Drive, so definitely check us out next week for that. You can also be hanging out on our Tumblr, so all the episodes we just talked about, being good and or bad, s- several that are both amazing. Uh, <laughs> Is this uh, the first gonna... time we've had two on? I know we've had, like... Ones appear on both lists before, but this is the first time the animated zero. series had two. Okay, yeah, but that, that yeah. was special because nothing was good on the animated yeah, series. Yeah, that was that was which one hurt the least usually. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, so these will be up on the Tumblr. You can ca- check out the additional snark and screen grabs that I've put in. Go to sshbpodcast.com or just search the Tumblr or just click in the links below. It's right there. Clickety click. Uh, we're also on Facebook and Twitter. You can click those if you want to. More clicking. Uh, we're also right here, but no longer because I'm heading out. Uh, this has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. This has been Jake. This has been Chris. And this is Liz. Thanks, Liz, guys. thanks, Liz, for joining, for joining us. us. Yeah, thanks oh, for joining us in the Unimatrix Zero. And Unimatrix just woken up again. <gasps> Good, make Kitten. a squeak. For a second, I thought you yes. said Balana. She and I was like, okay. Perfect timing. Wait, hang on. Balana, that would be a good name for a cat. Aww. Oh, there she is. No, oh, she's such beauty. a beautiful girl. Balam says, Alice sucked. I was watching a video the other day where some people were uh, watching and commenting on Death Wish, I think, four or maybe it was three. One of them. Video game? No, no. Uh, Charles Bronson mm-hmm. movie from like I, the 80s. I believe you. Uh, and I'm kind of half watching it, half fucking on my phone. But then I hear someone say something. And I'm like, what? is that Tim Russ? And I backed up and yep, it was a young Tim Russ. Ooh. Someone almost hit him with a car and he goes, the brakes on the left. <laughs> Nice. Wow, we ain't found shit. Yeah, yeah, it, it was that tone, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's good. 